Steve, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us and um, real excited to, uh, to do this interview. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here, bud. If you could just give us a little bit of uh, an introduction and then maybe just a bit of a background, your, your journey from starting to play guitar to here, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, if you can. <laughs> That's not easy to do. It, uh, I, started, I started playing when I was 13, and I started teaching when I was 17. I graduated from high school early, went to college early, and then I started teaching. And basically, I just, I just found that I was good at it. Like, that was just something that my ability of being able to break down ideas, musical guitar elements, um, was, it just came natural to me. And I very quickly had a very large group of students. You know, I, there was a, when I got out of college, I was actually teaching more than a hundred students a week, privately, independently. And so I would teach seven days a week. This is before I started playing in bands and stuff, but, and that all gets really fuzzy because I worked and didn't sleep like for for many years of my life i worked i don't even know 70 80 90 hours a week playing in bands working you know i, I was a professor of music I, I i worked at a college and i was a montessori instructor for 14 years if you know what montessori education was um so basically from six in the morning till 11 at night and then playing thursdays friday saturdays or friday saturdays or whatever it would be and traveling doing that stuff i did that for you know, 20, 20 some years. And, um, just, I, I just didn't say no to anything ever. Like if an opportunity came up to do something, I always thought if I don't take this, I'm going to miss out on some opportunity. So just anything that I could do, you know, playing in bands in Minneapolis, which is four hours away. So I would drive to rehearsals, go to shows, not sleep, come back, you know, come back after the show, turn, change into my Montessori, uh, uniform, go teach the kids, go to the college and teach, go teach private lessons. So that that's kind of the summary is up until about, it, it got to the point, and this is where the YouTube thing comes in. It, it got to the point where I was, I was beginning to crack mentally because I was so busy. Um, you know, my, my, my marriage was on the rocks. I was never home to take care of my kids, my wife. And um, I was like, in my mind, I kept thinking, well, there's this internet because this is in the early days of the internet. I was like, man, if I could get my name out there on different, you know, online sites, maybe what I could do is instead of teaching one-on-one -on -one lessons, I could start teaching 20 students an hour or something like that, where I could make more money and work less hours. That's where my first inclination of moving into this new online world was, because this was in the early 2000s. And this was all all new, you know, I don't, I don't remember when YouTube started, but, uh, it was just all very fresh. And so I would go to any website I could find where I could sign up as a guitar teacher and I would just sign up. And then, um, I wound up getting a gig through a company called lesson face, really wonderful company out of New York. And, um, and they, I started doing a, a class on Saturdays, Saturday mornings, along with everything else that I was doing. And I would teach, uh, you know, literally 10, 15, 20, 25 students in an hour. And that's where it all started. And then Dan, who owns Guitar Zoom, 
um, I was I was on break at my Montessori school. I was on lunch break and I got this phone call and I answered the phone and it was this guy, Dan Denley. And he's like, hey, you know, I've seen some of your because I had posted some videos on YouTube, not understanding anything what I was doing, just throwing things at the wall to see what would stick. And I made some videos and he's like, you know, I saw your videos and you seem really personable and you seem to know what you're talking about. Would you be interested in making any content for Guitar Zoom? I had no idea what Guitar Zoom was, but I was like, well, of course. So I started making guitar courses, some of those really early guitar courses that I did. I would get home from work at 11 at night, and then I would film all night these these courses for them. And then I'd, again, just not sleep, and I'd get up and go do everything again. And um, and that's where the online and the Guitar Zoom thing started was was doing all that. And then eventually, Dan and I you know, became friends, became friendly at least, um, because he lived in California at the time. I think he was living in Tennessee, but, um, and he's like, dude, you're going to, you're going to like kill yourself if you keep going at this pace. And I said, I, cause I didn't have a way out. Like I had no way out. You know how it is. I mean, you get so busy and your yeah. finances and, yeah. and the world around you. And I just, I couldn't escape from what I was doing. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. you know what I would love to do is, you know, if we could financially make it possible, you give me a number and I want to see if I can make this work for you. And you could, you could stop doing all the things you're doing and you could just work for me. So I gave him a low ball number. And, um, because I was like, if I could get out of this, and um, looking back, it probably wasn't the smartest thing financially, but <laughs> but, but it, it, it saved my sanity, let me tell you. So he goes, you know, I can't afford that right now, but let me keep working on things and see if I can. So it was, it was a blessing, very much so. So he gives me a call, you know, whatever. It's October of that year. And he's like, you know what? We might go out of business, but I'm going to make this happen uh, because he said, I'm worried about you. And come December, he got a hold of me. He's like, we're going to do this, but you have to promise me that you're going to quit everything that you're doing and you're not going to do it again. Like you, you can't just <laughs> do the same thing again. So I said, well, I promise. So the most terrifying time of my life, I had to call all these companies, all this stuff I was doing and quit. But I remember it was like January 5th or something, January 6th. My kids went back to school. My wife went, went to work and I was sitting in the kitchen I tell this story all the time, but it's true. I was sitting in the kitchen and it was the first time in 20 some years that I had, I was just alone and it was quiet and it was the most freaky experience I'd ever had. And since then, I have never gone back to that that whole chaotic world of mine. So that's, that's kind of how mm-hmm. this whole thing worked. So for somebody that uh, mainly knows you through uh, through YouTube, that's how I originally discovered you when I was learning how to play guitar. I'm like, wow, this guy's really relatable. There's no air about him. He's not, you know, he's, he's a cool guy, but he's not, you know, he's approachable. And, and uh, so I, I think that the relatable aspect, definitely you connect with people and uh, you've grown your personal channel quite a bit. I think it's what, 650,000? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. For, something like that, um, which is no small feat, uh, and and you're on Guitar Zoom. So um, tell us a little bit about, uh, for anybody that may not know who you are, uh, about your your YouTube channels and kind of what the the focus and and theme and thrust is of of your your different YouTube, you know, lessons. And then uh, then transition to let us know 
for somebody that's aspiring to build their YouTube, you know, presence, knowing you got in early, you know, it's now taking you what ten years or so to be an overnight success. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, that's but, right. but you know, <laughs> uh, you know, some advice for people that are starting from zero that getting into it now. Sure. Well, I have three. We have three channels. We have the the Steve Stein channel, which is the one you mentioned. We have a Guitar Zoom YouTube channel, which I think has somewhere around three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand. Uh, subscribers. And then we have one called Guitar Zoom Songs, which um, has less than 100,000, um, which I haven't, I haven't tried to grow that one as much. Um, the thing about YouTube then and YouTube now is that YouTube now has trends right in the early days of youtube and what you just said is is i hope is the truth in terms of my my approach to everything i do i am the same person when i'm off screen as i am when i am on screen um i don't have a persona or a personality or something like that and so my whole thing has always been and this is not for everybody please understand but my whole thing has been honesty. Like, I just want to be me doing what I do. And if you like what I do, I, I want to help you. And if you don't like what I do, that's okay. You can find somebody else that, that works for you. And that's great. And that's always been my, my way of doing this. YouTube now is a little bit different because there's so many, so many trends. Like, you know, you get caught in these bait things where the, the thumbnail has to be a certain way for people to, you know, it's like the ninja marketing things I'm sure you're familiar with. So you look at these, these dark marketing things of, well, what is it that you need to do to stay popular, right? And for me, my world isn't really about popularity. It's about relevant, like relevancy. Like, mm. that's all I want is I, as long as I maintain relevancy, I can continue doing what I do. And as long as I continue inspiring people to play or to get better or to just continue doing what they're doing or to not worry about being the best, but finding a, a way that works for them. That's, that's my, that's always been my thing. And, um, I don't think that that is trendy. It, it doesn't base itself on those things. But there, there is a reality about the, the beast that is YouTube um, to try and stay within the popularity of their algorithms. You have to continue trying to, the most important thing is feeding the beast, right? That's the most important thing mm -hmm. is, is making consistent content. Uh, whether it's twice a week or once a week or whatever it is that you do, but doing it at the same time and becoming very, um, you know, so people get used to knowing, hey, at at uh, 7 p.m. on Thursdays, Paul goes live and talks about whatever. Right. And that's what you get used to doing. Mm -hmm. Or Monday, Wednesday and Friday, every, you know, at 2 p.m., there's always new content. Well, I used to do all that. But again, I um Guitar Zoom is its own world. We have our own ecosystem. You know, we have our own marketing and our own email and our own advertising and all those things. And so my ability to sustain my 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 business isn't based on YouTube. It's it, right. So YouTube is a vehicle that I use just like Facebook or Instagram or anything like that to connect with people organically on my end. Um, but it isn't it isn't 
the relevancy isn't in the vanity numbers because what you start realizing in this whole game is that just because you have 650,000 subscribers doesn't mean you're wealthy. And it doesn't mean that those 650 subscribers are even watching everything that you make, right? They're not all connected. Mm -hmm. Just like you could have an email list of 50,000 people. It doesn't mean that that email list is consistently active with people. It, you know, so there's, there's, uh, there's relevancy and then there's, you know, this vanity element. And so, um, I try what you learn in YouTube, especially after being in it for 10 years is that you can't base your, your self-worth on how many people watch a video. And it's very easy to do that when you're young and you're just getting into this and, you know, it, it, am I good at what I do or do I suck at what I do because people aren't watching my videos or for a while my videos were kind of popular and now people aren't watching them much anymore. And again, that's the beast of YouTube. It, it, the, how all that works, if anybody had it figured out and there are people that believe they do, but if everybody had it figured out, everything would be popular and then there wouldn't be any hierarchy to this stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if you asked this, but the, the, the trick to it is, in my opinion, is is if you're going to start getting into this YouTube, this social media game, we talk about YouTube, but now we've got TikTok, which you don't even need YouTube anymore. You could use TikTok or you could use Instagram or you could use Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Understanding each platform is very different from each other. So, um, you know, there are people that are, are popular on TikTok that would not be popular on YouTube or they're popular on Facebook mm-hmm. that would not be popular on TikTok or, or YouTube mm-hmm. for different reasons. So I found that when I post educational stuff, it does better on YouTube. When I post jamming or things like that, it does better on Facebook, right? So each each place has its own thing. But so that's number one. Number two is is that understanding that if you're going to get on YouTube, you the best thing you can do, in my opinion, is not just chase the the trends, but find something that authentically works for you in a way that works for you. Um, an example would be like I, this drummer friend, very good friend of mine, wanted to start a YouTube channel. And he's like, you know, I want my channel to be very edgy and I want to be able to swear and, and do this sort of thing on my YouTube channel. What do you think? And I said, well, that's perfectly fine as long as you're still good with that two years, five years, 10 years down the road because that's what grows your channel is that stuff. So whoever you intend to be in the beginning is who you need to intend to be in the end. Otherwise, that stuff is going to be very disconnected from who you are further down the line. And of course, we don't really yeah. think about it that way. We don't think about, fo- you know, the forward thought of, will I be relevant in 10 years? Because who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But that's always been my thing is, is if you can get in there and you can do whatever it is you do in a way that is really authentically you, and you can foresee yeah. yourself still being that way 10, 15 years from now, then, then that's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a great point because uh, because there's it's, there's obviously a lot of work that happens behind the scenes. It's not like you flip on the camera, do something, and publish it. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, I've just gotten started. You know, building a Bog Street, you know, YouTube channel, and it's like just just even planning what you're going to do next can be a huge task. So I think that you hit on a really important point, and that is. Um, you're doing you're doing something you love to do. You're a teacher, and you you don't get your validation from how many likes you know you get as much as the comments that people might give you. That like you thank you for taking the time to create this this piece of content, basically because you're you know you've unlocked something for me. You know because people guitar is a passion. 
is a passion for you and millions of other people out there. And you're, you're, you're empowering people and you're giving them something and, and making it, um, you, you know, something, taking something that, uh, that they love and helping them grow in that. So that, that's the satisfaction for doing that. That's, I'm assuming what, you know, what motivates you day after day. It's what motivates me to, to, to build Bog Street and to do what I do. Um, and, you know, so just talk a little bit of, of that, you know, how that, sure. you know, about connecting I with mean, people. And, yeah. At the end of the day, that's what all of this is about, right? I mean, you can't, you can't pay your mortgage on likes and shares, right? So there's there's a transition that has to happen here between when you're 15 and you're making videos on YouTube because it's fun with your friends, and now all of a sudden you're trying to do it as a career, right? So, and and let's face it, we all have to make money to sustain our lives, our families, everything like that. It's not that it comes down to, none of it ever comes down to the money, it comes down to doing what you love and hoping that you can do what you love and be able to sustain your family. I don't need more than I make. I just need enough to do what I do and in, enjoy my life and not go back to the way I used to live my life. That That's my goal. And so the thing about YouTube is that it, it might start off as being a, a vanity element where, and again, I don't mean to say that in a negative way, but you're, you're doing it to see whether anybody has interest in what you're doing. And then at some point, you start trying to figure out how you might be able to maneuver from that into something that could be sustainable for you, which we know as musicians is not always easy to do. It's not easy to sustain your livelihood by just playing on weekends in a band, right? And you and I talked a little bit about this beforehand is how there's so many different things you can do as someone in the music industry. I mean, there's so many different careers you could have. It doesn't just have to be that guitar player on the stage that everybody's looking at, which is great. But but there's a lot of other ways of being able to kind of skin this cat, if you will. And so what you start doing is at some point in your career, you start trying to figure out, well, how could I live? How could I make money and, and enjoy my life in whatever capacity that means with my talent or my ability or whatever you want to call that thing? And so the the beautiful thing I think about social media is if you're doing it from the right place and you're doing it in a way that that connects with people, and let's be honest, like you just said, there's a lot of work in prep, there's a lot of work in post, there's a lot of work in consistency, like there, but there just is in all of this stuff. And, uh, you know, making a video for YouTube, you, you can't necessarily just take that same video and put it on Facebook, you know, so you're, you're thinking about multiple channels and what you can do with these things. But if you're doing it right and you're doing it well, what happens is people start noticing you and they start following you around because they, they like what you're doing and they, they like, again, there's, there's a personality factor involved here. It's not just what am I talking about, but how am I speaking? And, you know, am I being, a way that connects with people like I'm not I'm not in this to be disrespectful or to make people, you know, to berate people to practice or something like that's never been my thing anyway. Um, but that mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that might not work for somebody else. Like I don't I don't live on the negative side of anything in my life. And so my videos aren't aren't meant to be that way. You know, you see, like I said, trends out there on YouTube where, you know, you get a lot of views if you talk negative about somebody or you get a lot of views if you bash somebody or you get a lot of views if you start stirring the pot. 
Okay, well, that's great. And if that works for you, that's great. My world isn't based on views relative to something that doesn't serve a larger purpose for me and for you. That That isn't who I, I'd rather work at Best Buy. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with that um, because that, that's not going to work. That's not something that my kids are going to be proud of me for. But I can see when you're younger and you're looking for that niche, you're, you're looking around and you're seeing the, the trends that are happening. You're like, well, maybe if I start doing this, right? So yeah. my point to all of that is, is I don't make a living off of YouTube. Monetization is something that we as a company aren't even really concerned about. Like, we don't base our videos on views relative to monetization to make money. We just assume not have any monetization on YouTube at all. Because our hope is, is that if you like what you see and you learn something, you might go, hey, I should check this guy out and go see what he has. Right. And maybe you buy a guitar course from Guitar Zoom and you you like it and you learn from it, which is what I certainly hope happens. And if you do buy it and you don't like it, we have a return policy so you can return it and and that's good. And you because you shouldn't you shouldn't have to pay for it if you don't like it. Um yeah. but that's the hope is that you'll come around and you'll see what what I do and what Guitar Zoom does and you'll go, hey, this is so YouTube for me is very much a organic welcome. This is what I do. And I hope you like it. And if you can't afford to buy a guitar course, I have a thousand videos on YouTube that cover all kinds of different things and you don't have to spend a penny. But if you want to get, because the, the great thing about YouTube is all the videos. The terrible thing about videos, uh, YouTube is all the videos because it's confusing. Like, where do you go from step one to step two to step three to step four? Well, that's, that's what guitar courses are for is, hey, if you want to learn how to solo, hey, if you want to learn how to play power chords, hey, if you want to learn how to play songs, you want to learn ear training, you want to music, all those things have, you know, a, a, and again, you have to understand a guy like me. I have to plan all that, and then I have to record all that, and then I have to edit all that. So at some point, I, I'm hoping to get reciprocated financially with something because right. of the, the work right. that I've put out there, just like anybody would do when they go to their their own job. Um, and thank God, yeah. I, I I have. And like I said, I, I, I can't tell you how blessed I am. I mean, I think about my world back then, and I think about it now, and this online world has has given me that and 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 guitar zoom that that opportunity to reach people on a on a global scale that we never would have been able to do you know had youtube and had online services not not mm -hmm. been available that's awesome for guitar zoom talk about that real quickly well the, the biggest thing is is that as i told you before for whatever reason i have an ability of being able to take a student and assess what they need and what they want and and give them motivation to try and succeed in whatever capacity that means to them and i was able to take literally thousands of students that i have taught personally taught and all the experiences and all the things in my head and start creating courses guitar courses that have a purpose they're not just generalized to although the, there are some generalized ones too if you're an absolute beginner and you have no idea where to begin we have guitar courses for that but finding guitar guitar courses that serve certain interests for guitar players and for the most part the guitar courses are not advanced courses because most people if you were that far advanced you probably aren't looking for a guitar course anyway right i mean it's for people that are 
they're in the trenches. Mm-hmm. They're working all day and they get home and they want to learn how to play. They want to have some fun, learn some songs that they like, whatever it might be. Um, but they don't have 10 hours a day to be practicing. They, you know, that's the reality. So making guitar courses that are for different people uh, of different interests, different places in, in their, their, uh, guitar journey. And that's what guitar zoom is, is, is me thinking of those things, you know, scanning the internet, asking people questions, going to, you know, communities or groups and, and talking about stuff and seeing what people are interested in and then trying to make stuff that answers that question. And then Guitar Zoom, the, the guys I work with, which are just a wonderful group of people, then they, their job then is to take this and find a way to get it to the hands of people that are, are looking for this. Um, and that's what we do. So we have, I have a lot of different guitar courses. We have uh, a membership that works really great where the membership, I always thought what I wanted was to have some sort of membership where you could join and you could just go, you know, today I'm in the mood for this, or I want to learn a little bit about this. So it's not a guitar course that's meant to study for an extended period of time, but it's little nuggets of information that I want to walk away inspired with some new lick, or I want to walk away understanding a little bit more about what a triad is or, or whatever it might be. And that's what the membership is for is it's got all these little pieces of information in organization, uh, you know, theory and chords and scales and soloing and all these different things, even home recording, like learning how to record, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, different kinds of songwriting, different kinds of things like that, where you can go in there and you can just kind of grab different things when you're feeling the need and you can just learn something new. So that's, that's what guitar zoom really is, is, you know, more comprehensive things when people need it, but yet having the availability to have these smaller ideas for people that are looking for that as well. That's awesome. And there's uh, links, uh, there'll be links in the, in the comments uh, to, to all that. Um, so the last question I have for you is, Steve Stein, as a musician, do you have projects that you're working on that as, as a musician, you know, things that you're passionate about? Talk a little bit about what, what you might be working on. Uh, Aside from all of this stuff, which... At- to be honest with you, as a musician, it's 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 really freeing because when you're a guitar teacher, like people think you practice all day, you know, it's a great job. And don't get me wrong, there's there's a lot of benefits to it, but in reality, your 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 day is spent teaching the same five six chords and the same three scales because ninety percent of your students are all kind of at the same level because they're all just learning how to play. In my line of work, I'm able to kind of talk think about things that I think are really creative, and then build courses on that. So in a way that is really freeing musically. But the other part is, is that, um, you know, I will create jam tracks or content for other companies. Um, you know, Paul Reed Smith might need a, a video for, they have this guitar and they, so I'll make, I'll write songs for them. Um, and then a lot of times those will spawn into other ideas. Now, like right now, I, I, I'm working with two different groups of people writing music. Um, one is an instrumental thing and one is a, a band thing. And that is one place that I wish I had more time for because the hard part about writing music is it's hard to go, well, I got time between two and three, <laughs> right? So you almost right, have to right. kind of set aside time where you go, okay, for the next mm. couple of weeks, I'm not going to be working. I'm just going to be focusing on this creative place. 
And we've got a lot of different ideas. Unfortunately, we don't all live in the same area. So the next step is, is for us to be able to fly somewhere and get together in a studio and then start kind of sifting out these ideas and then kind of move them into song form, which is hopefully going to happen sometime uh, before winter. Because once winter hits in North Dakota, you don't really want to. <laughs> so, so that's that's the hope is is because I would love to get more music out there. You know, I haven't done an album in probably eight years. Well, actually, it's probably been ten years. And um, so, yeah, it would be it would be great to get to get some music out there for sure. And again, yeah, whether anybody listens awesome. to it or not, we live in an, in a world where at least you can get it done and you can get it out there and see <laughs> if anybody cares and feel accomplished. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, Steve, uh, we'll make sure we put the links uh, to, to all that stuff. And uh, man, I just uh, thank you so much for your time. And I, I can, I can uh, vouch for the fact that you are, you are the same guy on, on YouTube as you are in person and uh, so approachable and uh, just so generous with your, with your time. And, uh, and I appreciate it. And uh, it was great, great talking with you again, man. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, buddy. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here and, and everybody take care and have a wonderful day.